Realty. This show is part of the Thrill Me Podcast Network. Experience more on Facebook and YouTube. It's Review It Man, reviewing what he can. Movies are his jam, so let's get twisted, man. It's Review It Rob. Hey, yo, welcome to the Review It Rob show. Appreciate you joining in and listening to this show, man. This week, finally got to check out Godzilla Minus One, a special version of Godzilla Minus One, so it's going to be fun to talk about that on this week's episode, as well as uh, any news going on that I found, including, of course, the mandatory horror and DC Comics slash Films news. Um, I feel like I need to add the comics or films part there so people don't think I'm talking politics on the show, because I'm definitely not doing that. I am talking the DC characters over there and what's going on in that world, as well as anything else happening in the movie realm. So again, appreciate you joining in to listen to this episode. Uh, episode, can't talk already. We're off to a great beat. Um, this episode, so Godzilla minus one, uh, has been highly, highly talked about as one of the greatest films that came out last year in 2023. And, you know, it's just rave reviews after rave reviews of this film being the, um, some calling the greatest Godzilla film of all time. So, Finally got around to seeing it, man. It took me a little bit to get there, but I got around to seeing it, and in a special way, like I mentioned earlier, uh, they have released a special version of Godzilla Minus One that they're calling Godzilla Minus One Minus Color. That's right. Uh, the film is in black and white currently in theaters, and the film's going to be leaving theaters February 1st, from what I understand. So um, let's go ahead and jump in here real quick. The film is rated PG-13 for creature violence and action, as you would expect with a Godzilla film. It is a sci-fi action movie movie running in at two hours and five minutes and is currently in theaters. Uh, Japan is already devastated by the war when a new crisis emerges in the form of a giant monster. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes critics and audience scores are matching at 98%, while IMDb lower at an 8.3 out of 10. So, what were my thoughts on this film? So, like I mentioned, this movie has been highly... um, talked about since it came out saying it's one of the greatest movies in the Godzilla franchise to ever exist and um, there's some backing up to go along with that uh, as far as a certain thing that this film has done that no other Godzilla film has done but we'll get to that in a moment first off my thoughts about the film spoiler free of course I thought the way this movie was put together and I haven't seen the color version so I don't know but the black and white version of this movie is freaking perfection as far as I'm concerned like that gave me every single awesome vibe that I could have hoped for in seeing this movie I liked the classic feel of it I liked the like we're in the beginning world of Godzilla like we haven't watched all the other Godzilla movies before like this is a a kind of like a new beginning kind of deal um with Godzilla so it's it's I liked the way it looked. I love the black and white features of it. If you can see the black and white version, make sure you check that out. I'm sure they'll release physical media versions or streaming versions of both, hopefully. Because I do want to see the color version at some point to compare the two to each other. I know they are essentially the same film, but I, I, I just want to compare the two because I feel like maybe the black and white is adding something really special to a movie that's already really special. 
So, when you're going into these Godzilla movies, of course, the main thing that a lot of people continue to say, kind of the same thing you get with uh, Transformers, is you're wanting to see the, the creature, the monster. You're wanting to see Godzilla. And the moments with Godzilla in this film, B.A., dude. So freaking awesome. Like, every single time Godzilla shows up, I'm like, oh, it is going down, man. And the black and white doesn't hinder any of that, man. It kind of adds to the, the scary factor, especially the first time we see uh, Zilly. I like to call Godzilla Zilly. Um, the first time we see Zilly, I, I like the the darkness of it and the creature just kind of scarily seeing and then you get full-blown Godzilla. So freaking cool, dude. Um, and every moment with Godzilla in this movie is fantastic. Now, the part that a lot of people worry about with films like these, again, bringing up Transformers, is the human aspect. Like, a lot of us are not too interested in the human aspect of what's going on in these movies, uh, for the most part. And I've run into that with several movies myself. And I have to say, like, not a problem at all in this movie. Um, the human aspect is very well put together. The story is very well written and acted. Like, the acting is so good in this movie. This movie is in Japanese, so you're going to have to um, do subtitles with the movie, which normally I don't do a whole lot of subtitly movies, but had no hindrance for me at all with this one. Like, because, again, that's how strong the story was. Like, the story is very captivating and very well put together. Um... And I don't want to go into spoiler territory of that. So not going to talk too much about the story in here because the story does have some um, really strong beats to it. Great heart. Um, and it is a sci-fi sci action movie. So, you know, um, probably one of the better, you know, story-involved sci-fi action movies I've seen in a long time. One of the better action films I've seen in a long time. Um, and one of the better Godzilla films I've seen in a long time with Godzilla minus one. Um, the action piece and the story are just solid on both ends. Like, I can't complain about a single moment of this movie at all. Like, I was in awe the whole time watching the film. Like, it's so perfectly well put together. It is a monster movie with an amazing heart behind it. And they freaking delivered on everything that they needed to deliver on in this movie. Um... And again, I love the black and white aspect of things with this movie. Like I, That's why I want to see the color version, see if that changes anything for me. Because again, I know it sounds weird, but you know, it's essentially the same film. But the idea of uh, black and white in a film just adds this extra presence to it. You know, this presence, this feeling, this atmosphere, this vibe, if you will, to the film that just gives you the classicness, but also gives you like a whole different kind of taking in because again it's black and white so you're making these images in your mind if you want to of like what Godzilla does and what Godzilla's about but um overall absolutely loved this movie I wish I got around to it sooner um if I did would have easily been um in my top 10 films of 2023 could easily be in my top 5 films of 2023 and heck top 3 probably if not top 2 like, um, top three, for sure. And I, I can't stop thinking about you know, this movie, which is a good thing on two aspects, because it shows how much I enjoyed the film, and two, how strong the movie is, because I watched another movie in theaters after seeing this one, a day later, not the same day. Um, I have done same-day movie watches before, and I'm sure I'll do them again as a Regal Unlimited member. Um, which I also 
um, we'll be reviewing. That's going to be a separate episode, though. But I'm not going to keep you waiting. I plan on uh, releasing that episode this week as well. Time framing-wise, I don't know, so make sure you got those notifications turned on. If you're not subscribed already, please subscribe. It would be greatly appreciated. Um, but it's such a strongly put-together movie. It stands the, It's going to stand the test of time. You know, we'll see how the sequels go if they decide to do a sequel for it or not. Godzilla is a long-running franchise uh, with another Godzilla movie coming out later this year with um, Godzilla X Kong or Kong X Godzilla, whichever way they decide to put that there. But part of me wonders if this movie can count as a 2024 film, um, even though it is the same movie that released in 2023. Um, the black and white aspect just makes it seem like a different movie, and uh, the work they did on it is different than just all the way grayscaled everything. Like they they did some work on this, so makes me kind of wonder if it's going to count as a 2024 film. I'm going to have to look throughout the year on that one to see how it all works out. Um, see if it's considered a new film or not. Like some people consider Zack Snyder's Justice League a new movie, so we'll see what ends up happening there. But I loved this film. It is worth the time. Two hours five minutes blew by. Like not even a moment of this movie was like whatever, you know, I wasn't bored at all, I was captivated by the story, and then Godzilla showed up, I'm like, heck, freaking yes, Zilly, <laughs> you know, we got Zilly in this movie, and it's just, it's it, it's it's awesome, believe the hype on this movie, sometimes the movies get overly hyped, believe the hype in this movie, you love Godzilla, you're gonna love this movie, don't be scared by the fact that it's in Japanese, and it's got subtitles and all that stuff, again, I was, in, I'm in that boat, you know, I don't watch a whole lot of films with subtitles, and that's probably something that I need to, you know, get away from because I might be missing some really awesome movies by, you know, not watching those films. But this movie right here, Godzilla minus one, and again I saw the one that was minus color, deserves your time and deserves your watch, man. So I'll I'll eventually hopefully see the the one in color and then I'll I'll report back on the review at Rob Show my thoughts on that film and the and the differences um between the two. But it probably won't be much because it's, you know, the same movie. But um, nonetheless, man, like I mentioned earlier, teased earlier, that uh, this movie has done something that no other Godzilla film has done. And this time, for the first time in the Godzilla franchise history, has received its first ever Academy Award nomination with um, the category Best Visual Effects, which after seeing this movie, yes, 100%. Um, I believe the regular Godzilla Minus One, um, the one that's not minus color, is the one that's nominated. But if they're going to throw in the minus color one, easily uh, deserves that nomination. And I, my vote would go towards this movie for um, best visual effects, uh, for sure. So we'll see how everything folds, unfolds when the Academy Awards happen. Speaking of those, uh, we did a video on the Thermy Podcast that we're going to go talk about that with our thoughts on the Academy Award nominations. All right, so that is the Godzilla Minus One talk. Jumping from there, we're going to jump into some other areas real quick. Going from a monster film, it probably seems a good bet to go ahead and jump into horror real quick. And only really one news of horror kind of stuck out, so we're going to talk about this. Um, it's Jennifer's Body, uh, the movie that uh, became a cult classic uh, for a lot of people who have grown to love the film over time. I was a fan of it right away. Um, I like what they did. I like what uh, Diablo Cody put together with this movie. And uh, she is now giving us some information on a possibility of a Jennifer's Body too, saying, quote, yes, I want to do a sequel. I am not done with Jennifer's Body. I just need to find... I need to find, I need to partner with people who believe in it as much as I do, and that hasn't really happened yet. I need someone to believe in it who has a billion dollars, end quote. Uh, so if you're listening to this episode, if you're a horror fan, uh, let's, you know, 
put together a thing to get that money for Diablo Cody to make Jennifer's Body 2, man, because I, I, I am interested in this. I would gladly watch a Jennifer's Body 2. Um, I think... I haven't watched it in a while, but I think they left it in a point to where you probably could do more story um, information there, and I wouldn't tell you anyways if I remember, because that's spoilers. Um, but I I like that movie. I like that first Jennifer's Body film a good bit. So if they decide to go back in that realm and um, do a sequel to the film or some kind of continuation or whatever with it, I think that would be a, a very well job done. Uh, let's see, going from there we jump into DC Comics Films news. Uh, first one being that James Gunn, messing up names here, good lord. Uh, James Gunn has confirmed that J.J. Abrams' Superman film is still happening. Uh, this film is in the Elseworlds and is still in development. So remember a while back they announced that J.J. Abrams would be um, behind a Superman film. And then, of course, things have gone the way they have with DC, where, you know, changes of power have happened at Warner Brothers, and we now have James Gunn and Peter Safran in charge of DC Studios, and there was a question about whether that was still happening or not. Uh, it is still happening. Uh, it is still in development. So, a J.J. Abrams Superman film in the Elseworlds. Remember, the Elseworlds is the films that take place not connected to the DCU films that will, you know, start soon. Uh, we have Creature Commandos, the show, starting this year. And then um, next year, Superman Legacy kicks off the films. So, Elseworlds is the Batman. And the sequel we're getting to the Batman, Joker, and the sequel we're getting to the Joker this year. Uh, things of that nature. And that's where the J.J. Abrams Superman film uh, will fall in over there. Not hard for us that are in the know and pay attention to these things. Maybe a little confusing for the casual watcher of the uh, superhero films, comic book films, but um, exciting nonetheless. I, I like J.J. Abrams, like the work he's done, especially with the uh, the latest Star Trek trilogy, and uh, loved Super 8. So um, I, I would be happy to see him do something in that uh, Superman realm and see how it works out. Uh, let's see. Other than that, James Gunn has also confirmed that Batman is not in Superman Legacy. This is a rumor that started spreading around, um, I think, over the last month. Uh, there's even been, like, a picture where, uh, yeah, I think it was IMDB put up uh, Jake Gyllenhaal as Batman or something like that. And, sorry, 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 sorry. Not Jake Gyllenhaal, Ryan Gosling. Mix those two up. Um, so Ryan Gosling was rumored uh, to be to have been cast as Batman for the Superman Legacy film that kind of went its own route. Uh, to which James Gunn, you know, has now responded even further because when that first was brought up, James Gunn just retweeted, uh, re-threaded it. I guess it's on threads um, with like an eyeball, eye, eyeball emoji, eyeball rolling emoji, um, and then you know somebody asked him. Uh, if Batman was in Superman Legacy, or why is Batman not in Superman Legacy, to which James Gunn responded saying, quote, because he's not in the script, end quote. Yeah, um, uh, you know, it's the thing that we run into with these uh, superhero comic book films is, you know, the internet likes to make things up and just come up with stuff on the fly and, you know, trying to make this happen or trying to make that happen, try to get people to believe it, so you'll click on their articles and all that stuff. Um... You know, I, 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 there's no need for Batman to be in Superman Legacy. Um, there's a ton of characters already in that film uh, that will be explained when the film comes out, you know. Uh, that's, that's the weird thing to me is how people are already so judgy about these things. We haven't seen a single bit of anything, right? We have All we've seen is a timeline. 
and you know that's that's it and the corresponding information to go with said timeline we haven't seen a trailer for any of this stuff we're not going to see a trailer for superman legacy anytime soon um maybe comic-con no the, the comic i don't know if dc still does the dc fandom thing anymore i haven't heard much about that lately and um comic-con i don't know but uh you know you know, it's not coming out till July of 2025. Like, uh, it's just hold your hold on. You know, we'll, we'll get information, then we'll finally see the products and see how everything's shaping out. Instead of you know being the uh, backseat driver, if you will, of trying to piece everything together with no information whatsoever. Um, and then last bit here, Zoe Saldana. Know her? You love her. Uh, she said that she would be um, she would be up to work with James Gunn in DCU. Which, not too surprising, those two have a history, of course, with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, so it would not be surprised to see Zoe come back. I don't know what character she would play. Let me know in the comments who you think you would want um, Zoe Saldana to play in the universe. But they have worked greatly together before, so it would not be shocked at all to see Zoe return. As James has mentioned, um, the possibility of working with other actors he's worked with before, especially the Guardians, coming over to the DCU. Not so much, not the Guardians of the Galaxy, you know. They're not coming over to DC unless, you know, somebody merged those two companies together, which, you know, it could work, right? I mean, Warner Brothers doesn't seem to know what they're doing. So, again, we haven't seen the DCU, so we don't know what's going on. James, I'm sure I have the faith in James that he knows what he's doing, but I make sure Warner Brothers keeps their nose out of it. But we'll get there. But eventually, Zoe Saldana shall be there. Alright, other news time before we close this thing out. It has been announced that a new film in the Jurassic franchise is currently in development. Uh, it does say the Jurassic World franchise, but it is the Jurassic franchise, ladies and gentlemen. This film started with Jurassic Park, okay? Um, but uh, a new film is in development over there at Universal for the Jurassic franchise to continue on. Uh, the... Uh, the script will be written by David Koop, who was uh, who adapted the 1993 original. Uh, the project will have an all-new storyline that is intended to launch a new era for the franchise. Uh, the Jurassic mainstay Frank Marshall is coming back to produce along with the regular producing partner of Patrick Crowley. And, of course, Steven Spielberg will be executive producing through Amblin Entertainment. Um, so, yes, I, I like the idea that it's going to be a new start. Um, maybe not even a new start, just a new um, focus of characters. Nothing against our last characters, and definitely nothing against the characters before then with the Jurassic Park franchise. Um, but it, it's nice to see something new. So it sounds like this is going to be the start of a new trilogy, more than likely. Um, which I know some of you are probably like, I thought they said Jurassic World Dominion was the last uh, Jurassic film. They did not. Um, <laughs> they did say that there would be more Jurassic films after that one. That was just the end of that uh, trilogy with um, Owen and Claire and them. Um, for now, they could possibly return at some point in a future film like uh, Dr. Alan Grant uh, returned in Jurassic World Dominion. So, and of course, you know, Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum are back as well for that movie. Um, I love that I said Dr. Alan Grant instead of Sam Neill, and then I just named the actors for the other two. Oh, man. Me. Uh, speaking of actors in the Jurassic franchise, Bryce Dallas Howard, who is currently doing promotions, uh, doing the promotional tour for Argyle, which is releasing this week, and I will be watching and reviewing next week for you lovely people. Uh, she was asked during one of those um, promotional 
interviews about the news that the Jurassic franchise has a new movie in the works. And she said that she would like to return. Um, that what they asked her if she would like to return. She did say she would like to return, but her ultimate hope would be that, quote, they continue with the story and the conceit uh, that Michael Crichton, or Crichton uh, created and invite new cast members and storytellers to be a part of it, end quote. So uh, she would like it to be a continuation of what has been created so far with just new characters and new cast members and all that stuff, which is awesome. Completely agree with Bryce. And, you know, again, maybe we'll see our classic, you know, Jurassic people pop up at some point in time in those films uh, or be mentioned, what have you. But cool. I, I love the Jurassic franchise. I know some movies can be hit and miss, uh, especially a little more myths for a lot of people than it is for me. I, I just adore that franchise. Jurassic Park's my all-time favorite film. So, uh, you know, I'm excited. I'm glad that they're doing something else uh, there with the dinos. Um, and can't wait for more information and like, eventually the film to get here. All right, and finally in news, like, update on the Buffy the Vampire Slayer show. Uh, there is a promising update, apparently, and this news is coming from none other than Dolly Parton, of all people, uh, saying, quote, they're still working on that. Um, they're thinking about bringing it back and revamping it. Okay, so there you go. Promising start for Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV show fans. If you're wondering, like I was when I first saw this article about Dolly Parton being attached to it and what her what she has to do with it at all. Uh, she is a producer of the show through via her production company, Sand Dollar Productions, to which she co-founded. So uh, the show is produced from her company. So uh, that is her connection to Buffy, and they are apparently working to revive a Buffy the Vampire Slayer show. So I know a lot of people enjoyed that show. I have never seen a single episode of the show, but I've heard... That it is enjoyable, so maybe one day I'll see it. The only Buffy thing I've seen is the movie, um, <laughs> which I did have a lot of fun with and did like. Uh, so I don't know why I never got around to the show. Um, and even now, I haven't really had much interest in watching it, even though I know a lot of people say it's enjoyable. It just doesn't pop up in my mind frame of something to watch when I'm trying to find something to watch. But, you know... Uh, it's awesome that it was successful. It ran from 1997 to 2003, which could run for them. So, you know, and again, a lot of people love that show, which is fun, which is awesome. Uh, I will probably eventually get around to seeing it, but nonetheless, there is an update. They are still working on a revival for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So we'll see how it works. I know Sarah Michelle Gellar's show that she was doing just got canceled after one season, so she should be free to do the show, so... We'll see how it all unfolds, man. But that's it for this episode. Appreciate you joining in and listening to the, uh, the show. Hope you have a wonderful rest of the day, month, week, year. I said week after month because I am me. <laughs> but as always, I appreciate you taking the time to listen to me ramble on and talk about the thing I love, and that is films. So I appreciate you all. Please hit that like, subscribe, and share if you want to. Make sure, again, you have those notifications turned on because there will be a secondary episode released for the Review at Rob show this week. Uh, talking about another film. So until then... Like I just said a moment ago, I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day, week, month, year. And as always, remember that happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the light. Talk to you all next episode.